Go in your Bibles to the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter number 3, verse number 13 is where we will start. Sounds a little odd not saying 1 John. Here we are in Matthew. I've got a lot to say today. Buckle, buckle up. It could be a bumpy ride. Okay? It could be, I'm just saying. You never know how these things are going to go. Uh, starting in verse 13. Are you there? Matthew 3, verse 13. Then came Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. We got a lot of Baptists that go to this church, and that's a good thing, I'm telling you, because there's more people, there's more Baptists than there are people. Uh, <laughs> so it's, it, it's a good thing. But uh, wouldn't it be great if we had a Baptist, if we had a Baptist minister here and his name was John, and we could have him to baptize some people? That'd be cool. People say, I was baptized by John the Baptist, because he baptized me. That'd be cool. All right, that's just a side note. All right, let's see here. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of you. How come you to me to be baptized? And Jesus answered, said, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becomes us to fulfill all righteousness. Then John baptized him. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water. And lo, the heavens were open unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Well pleased is the wording. Not pleased, well pleased. That is not mentioned very many times in the Bible. Maybe 10 or 12. Pleased is mentioned over 115 times. Well pleased, not very many times at all. And we'll look into this. Father, we ask and pray for your blessings upon both the hearer and Lord upon me as I deliver this word to these people. God, put in my heart everything that I need to say, and I'm believing God that people will be helped by it. In Jesus' name, amen. This is certainly one of the places where the Bible talks about the truth of the Trinity, to where you have the Lord Jesus being in the water, you have the Holy Spirit in the form of a dove lighting upon the Lord Jesus, and then you have the Father speaking from heaven saying, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. It is a doctrine of the church. People say, well, it's hard to understand. I had an uncle one time told me, uh, Mark, if I, if I can understand God, then maybe I'd be willing to come to him. And I said, Larry, if you could understand him, you wouldn't need him. God is a lot bigger than you and I. This is my beloved son 
in whom I am well pleased, not just pleased. You know, I've never understood why people wanted to be sprinkled when they got baptized. That just makes no sense to me. I mean, there's a lot of things that I can't do like Jesus does. I can't love like Jesus loved. I can't forgive like Jesus forgives. I can't do a lot of things that Jesus did while he was on this world, but I can be baptized just like he was baptized. Preacher Jesus was sprinkled. No, he was not. It says that when he came up out of the water, you wouldn't go. If we, if we sprinkled here, and we're not going to, so just work with me. If we sprinkled here, do you think that I would have you to go get into the water up to your waist and then I would sprinkle you? No. You're already there. All I got to do is go like this. I mean, if sprinkling's it, we wait for a shower to happen and just run everybody outside and run you all back in. <laughs> no, gee, how they done it in the Bible day was... They used a bottle, I've heard that before, to where they just poured a little, little dabble, do you? Like the brill cream deal, to where they just poured out on your head, and that's what baptized you. No, no, no. In the book of Acts, it talks about Philip and the Ethiopian. It says, they both went down into the water. It don't say they both went down into the bottle. <laughs> Not the bottle. Preacher, I'd get baptized, but it'd mess up my hair. That stinks to high heaven to me. And it's not because I don't have any hair. It's not a resentful thing. I baptized last month Dustin Stuckey from Fairfield Branch. After that service was over, him and his mom met me right back there by the sound booth. And she started telling me about her husband, William Shane Stuckey. He broke his neck and was a quadriplegic. A year after that happened, he was converted. And a few weeks after that, four men put him down into the water, led him back, and then brought him back up. Don't talk to me about your hair and your makeup. That man was at the total mercy of those four men to make sure that they was able to do that and do that properly. And a year later, that man went on to be with the Lord. God was not just pleased with Mr. Stuckey. God was well pleased. The difference that I see in the Bible from God being pleased and God being well pleased, every time I see the word well pleased, it always is connected with, here comes the word, sacrifice. 
God being well pleased always, always, always sacrifice is involved. I baptized a guy one time from Centralia Branch who was terrified of water. 60-some-year-old man. And he told me I have never had my head under the water. And he said, as a 10-year-old boy, I watched and couldn't do nothing about it, but my cousin drowned in front of me. And from that time, I have been terrified of water. When I baptized him in that baptistry, his whole family was here to see it because they didn't think it was going to happen. And I talked to that man and I coached him through this and told him that God would give him what he needed and that man was as calm as calm could be and when that guy was baptized and got out of that baptistry and his family met him, I heard it time and time again. We can't believe that you went through with that. God wasn't just pleased with that man. God was well pleased with that man. Sacrifice was involved. Last month, I baptized Clara from the Centralia branch. I don't know how old that woman was. I know she's older than me. And I know I'm 52, and I've already got so many aches and pains, I can't imagine I can't imagine 20 years tacked on to me. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I get out of the car after, and I make so many old man noises when I get out of that car. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> what am I going to be like? I went to baptize. Listen, it was Doc Harrison helped us that day. It was difficult for Clara to get up them stairs and then go down them stairs into that baptistry. And once she got there, I, she was just patting my arm, just patting my arm. And I baptized her, and then it was difficult for her to get back up out of that baptistry. God wasn't just pleased with Clara. God was well pleased with Clara because that was a sacrifice. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. I want you to go there. We got a lot of scriptures to cover today. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. You've all heard this scripture before. Paul writes, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living, here's the word, sacrifice, Holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. The word acceptable is euestus, and it means well-pleasing. There they are again, linked together. Sacrifice and well-pleasing put together. Church attendance, God is pleased with you. For you to make a sacrifice to get to church, God is well-pleased with you. There are people that go to Orchardville that you have got to make a trip of 30 minutes or 20 minutes or 25 minutes or 35 minutes. That is a sacrifice, and God is well pleased with that. Well, I'll just go to the church that's just, that's just closest to my home. There ain't no sacrifice in that. 
That's how some people choose a church. That's the one thing that I never liked about the Billy Graham Association. The one thing. Go to a church of your choosing. You might choose the wrong one. You need help with that. That's what I've always thought every time I heard that. A man told his wife, if you walk out that door and go to church, I'm going to shoot you in the head. And she said, if you shoot me in the head, I'm going to heaven. And if you don't, I'm going to church. She walked right out that door and went to church. God was well pleased with that. That's a sacrifice involved with that. Sacrifice involved with that. When you tithe, God is pleased. And so am I. <laughs> but when it is sacrifice for you to tithe, God is well pleased with that. When you're baptized, God is pleased. When there's a sacrifice involved, God is well pleased. Young people, you may have to sacrifice your coolness. Or you may have to sacrifice uh, uh, your pride or whatever it is. What, when you have a sacrifice involved, God isn't just pleased with you. He's well pleased with you. Amen. Philippians chapter 4, 18. Continue on. I like this one. Paul says, but I have all and abound. I am full, having received of Epaphroditus the things which were sent from you, an odor of a sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. There the word is sacrifice again, and the word acceptable. What Paul was saying, it is well-pleasing, well-pleasing to God. He was doubling that down and bringing that home. It's well-pleasing, well-pleasing to God. When a person sacrificed to give and to help someone and to minister to someone. In Colossians, continue on, chapter 3, verse 18. Oh, get ready. Oh, yeah. See, not only is this mentioned here, it's also mentioned in Ephesians. Get ready. <laughs> Come on, brother. Come on, preach it, brother. Preach it. Verse 18. Wives, wives, wives. The problem we've got here is with the wrong, people just don't know what, have any idea what the word is. And, prob and probably the problem we've got here is the culture we live in. You know, the feminazis wanting to take over. That's right. That's right. Feminazi, that's a good word there. I mean, that's stay in your mind. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands. Doesn't say unto Oprah. Oh, I'd listen to what Oprah says. I ain't going to listen to my husband. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husband as it is fit in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and be not bitter against them. 
Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing unto the Lord. Do you see that there? And then it goes on talking about servants obeying your masters or employees obeying your employer. It's what he's talking about here. Preacher, we're both the head of the house at our place. Well, the last time I seen and heard, you got to go to the circus to see something with two heads. The candle, when it submits itself to a superior force, the light, the flame, it then is able to do what it was created to do. This works across the board. When someone is willing to submit, and I get the idea, oh, submit, that means that somebody just crushing me under my foot. No, it don't. The Lord Jesus submitted himself to the Father's will. Do you think that Jesus had the idea that the Father's crushing me under his foot? Of course not. Of course not. Well, I'd submit to my husband, but he's got all these faults. Lady, you need to thank God for your husband's faults because they're the very faults that kept him from getting a better wife. (laughs) Think about that. Think about that. Again, God's saying through Paul here, it works across the board. Wife submitting to your husband. Uh, uh, husband, submit unto the Lord God himself. We see this in the book of Ephesians. And, and then Paul said, after all this happens, then you're ready to put on the armor of God. That's the next thing that happens in the book of Ephesians. So again, wives submit yourselves unto your own husbands. And then you've got the husbands, what they're to do, they're to love their wife. Real quick, like, is how this works. Husbands, you love your wife. In the book of Ephesians, it talks about the wife respecting her man. That's it right there. And that's what a woman wants. A woman wants the love, and the man needs the respect. That's good preaching, whether you look at me like a cow looking at a new gate or whatever. Children... Obey your parents, not parents obey your children. Going to Walmart's a challenge for me anymore. It really is. When I see kids bossing mom and dad around, boy, that's just a challenge for me. Just to, for this big mouth, just to keep his mouth shut. And go about my business. Like the... Uh, the kid, when he went to church, the mom says, now, Johnny, uh, be good. Be good in church, and we'll get you, we'll get you a, a, a little red wagon after church. No, 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 that ain't how it works. Be good, or you get a little red behind. That's how it works. Yeah. <laughs> I had a guy tell me 25 years after the fact, He said, Mark Shell, the very first time I heard you preach, in the middle of your sermon, 
you said to your wife, okay, take that boy, meaning our son, take that boy outside and whip him. <laughs> and that guy told me, I'll be darned if she didn't do it. <laughs> So it ain't me making, you know, just get, you know, putting a hammer down on everybody else's kids. I expect my own kids to mind as well. Grandma Dorothy would babysit for, for our kids. We lived right beside her there for years. And we'd come home and she'd, oh, I just, oh, I just can't do nothing with these kids. Oh, I just can't do nothing with these kids. Oh, I just can't do nothing with these kids. And I'd say, Grandma, you're this tall. They're this tall. <laughs> you make them do what you want them to do. Boy, isn't that crazy, huh? Isn't that a crazy idea? It is. A guy from England came over here and he said, I've never seen it all my life where parents obey their children as good as they do here in the United States of America. I think that's backwards. All right, I've lost all the anointing on that. <laughs> Young people. Listen to your parents. It's the only commandment of the ten where there's a postscript. Only one. Only one. You can look it up yourself in Exodus chapter 20. Honor your mom and your dad, P.S., that your days may be long. In other words, that your parents don't shorten your life. We could look at it that way. <laughs> Young people, your parents know more than you. That's what I've got wrote down. I've got 10 with an X beside it. So I'm going to stay true to that. Young people, your parents know more than you. 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 Now together. Young people, your parents know more than you. <laughs> Go in your Bibles to Hebrews. Yeah, the parents are smiling and the kids are all frowning. <laughs> Being made to come to church and I got to hear this too. <laughs> Somebody wanting to preach this. I can tell. They wanting to preach this. <laughs> Hebrews 13 verse 15. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice. Here's the word again. Hebrews 13, 15. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. Yeah. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Yeah. Do good. Don't forget to communicate to others this same thing about doing good. For with such sacrifices, God is well pleased, there it is again, 
sacrifice, and God being well-pleased is connected together. Offering up a sacrifice of praise to God with our lips. There are times that God is pleased with that, but if it is a sacrifice, God's well-pleased with that. If it's a praise to God, God's pleased. If it is a sacrifice of praise to God, when you don't have enough money to pay your bills and you're still praising God, that's a sacrifice and God is well pleased with that. I mean, of all places, in Wayne County at least, where a person can come to church, enjoy the service, be a part of corporately what's going on to where there are people raising their hands and you've never thought, you know, ah, I've thought of this, but I never have done it. Maybe I'd like to, should I? I don't know what somebody gonna think. This should be an easy place to be able to do that and still people don't do that. Even raising our hands to God. You know, the Bible instructs us and commands us to do that. And yet we'd look at that as a take it or leave it or as a, that's not my personality. That's not the caveat that God adds to all these things. I really command you to do this unless, unless you're a timid personality and then you get a buy. No. I say if you're a timid personality, suck your thumb and praise God. If you're a timid personality, uh, look at the floor and, and raise your hands and praise God. It doesn't say, it doesn't say that if your personality is of such to where, oh, you just, you just don't know and I'm not an outgoing as so as Joe Blow is over here. And I don't know, it's easy for him, but not for me, therefore I'll never do it. God says that it's a sacrifice and when it is, it's well-pleasing to him. All right, we're in Hebrews 13. Let's stay there. Look in verse 20 and 21. Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, it was in a word, sacrifice. Make you complete in every good work to his will, working in you that which is well pleasing in his sight. Through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. The sacrifice is well-pleasing. You go into your neighbor, and it may be a sacrifice of your pride. It may be a sacrifice of your fear. It may be a sacrifice, but I'm telling you where to start. Call your neighbor up and invite them to the fireworks. Do that. Do that. It will get your feet wet where maybe you think, well, you know, I did that and I survived and you know, he didn't kill me. Maybe I can do that again. One of the things with me, and you'd had to know me years back, when I was in high school, I weighed probably 125 pounds soaking wet. Isn't that a far-fetched thing for you to have to believe <laughs> right now? That yeah, is. Yeah, when I was a freshman, that's probably what I, probably what I weighed. 
But there was a class that everybody was signing up for because they said it was so easy. Well, two of them. One was novels. Easiest class I ever had in my life. Easiest class I ever had in my life. The other was, was speech. When it got right down to me walking through those doors to go into that speech class, I bugged out. I didn't go. I asked if I could take another class, and they let me take another class. The thought of me getting up and making a speech in front of somebody petrified me. And then of all things, when I was converted, God called me to preach. It wasn't an outgoing personality to where, oh, just the easiest falling off a log for Mark Shell to be able to get up and preach. It was the furthest thing from my mind. It was a sacrifice for me to get up here. And many of you have heard me tell it before. The first three times that I preached, I had my, my nose bled all three times. First time, well, my nose is bleeding. I, I, I got to quit. Second time I preached. I thought, well, you know, if that happened to me again, I'm going to be ready for that. And I had little tissue papers wadded up. And my nose started bleeding. Hey, my nose bleeding. <laughs> and went ahead and preached. They got zero out of my sermon. <laughs> that guy's got toilet paper hanging out. Of his they got zero, zero out of my sermon. But I wasn't going to quit. I had made that sacrifice, and I was going to go through with it no matter what. I was going to go through with it. Third time I preached, started bleeding. Put the paper up. Fourth time, it didn't bleed. Fifth time, it didn't bleed. And it hadn't bled since. And if it does, right down there is some, some <laughs> tissue paper. What is well-pleasing to God? Sacrifice. Sacrifice. There it is. Sacrifice. When Jesus came walking toward John the Baptist 2,000 years ago as John was baptizing in the Jordan River, John the Baptist did not look at Jesus and say, Behold the great teacher. He didn't say, Behold the great prophet. John didn't say, behold, the king of kings. John didn't say, behold, the Lord of lords. John didn't say, behold, the great physician. John said, behold, the Lamb of God, which takes away the sin of the world. And God was well pleased because his son would be the sacrifice. That would do exactly that. In Milan, Italy, there's a huge basilica, cathedral. And on one side of that auditorium, it shows Adam. And he's pointing. And in the next stained glass window shows Abel. And Abel's pointing. And each stained glass window, there's a figure, Isaiah, a figure of the Old Testament, Jeremiah, uh, Daniel, 
all of them, and it wraps around, and it gets right to the middle of the building with all of these Bible figures pointing. And it gets right to the middle, and it's John the Baptist, and he's pointing, and he's saying, Behold, the Lamb of God, which takes away the sin of the world. Sacrifice. That's when God's well-pleased. There's some of you here today, as believers, you've never been water baptized. The Spirit of God is going to convict you over that. And even if you have got to sacrifice something in your life, you're going to be water baptized, and God will be well-pleased by you for being water baptized. God is well-pleased through sacrifice. Bow your heads, please. Father, we are truly glad, thankful, grateful, gracious for when the word of God was preached years ago to me and when the spirit of God did this and knocked on my heart and I obeyed. God, in my life, there have been people that have been friends for years and years that were no longer because of that decision that I made that night were no longer, they chose no longer to be a friend of mine. But Lord, you have blessed me with so many other people within my life. And God is a sacrifice of different things that I've been willing to sacrifice God, I'm grateful for the different times in my life to where I have felt you was well pleased because of a sacrifice. Not because of a work, but because of something I was willing to lay down at your feet and you was willing to be, to forgive, you was willing to accept. And God, in that, because of a sacrifice, you was well pleased. There are people here this morning that they may do some good things and you're pleased by that, but Lord God, they've never sacrificed themselves to you and to your will. And Lord, the day they do that, you become well pleased with them. God, I'm praying that this would hit home by your spirit, that this would hit home in people's hearts today.
It is our prayer that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618-835-2677.